Flare. Uh oh, <laughs> we have it right here, baby. Yes. Yeah, that's that's the trophy. Hello, hello. Welcome to episode three of the Gold Hog Pod. This is Tim doing the first ever solo pod. Um, yeah, I know it's summer. I think everybody else is kind of ha- out there actually enjoying it, but me, no, 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 not me. I'm here for the content, baby. So I thought I'd kind of give you guys a, a short 10, 15, 20 minutes. We'll see how long it goes. Just a kind of conversation seeing what's happening in the NBA. There doesn't seem to be much apart from, you know, one of the bigger trades uh, that's happened this summer. But uh, for Raptors-related content, there doesn't seem to be much apart from, you know, one or two summer league signings. Uh, unless, uh, on a general sports sense, I think if you're a big F1 guy, which I am, I love the F1, uh, Lewis Hamilton won a pretty crazy race in Silverstone uh, where you had a couple of crashes, some uh, safety cars, but you know, that nobody else really, I think in North America is all that interested in that, but uh, in terms of Raptors news, uh, again Duan Hernandez uh, signed his partial guarantee uh, I think it's going to be probably likely be a two-way contract uh, where he's going to get a lot of minutes in the G League um, we had that and you know, apart from that, we, we I don't think we really had all that much happening. So, uh, in terms of Raptors uh, personnel related news, there's, there doesn't seem to be that much. Now, there's things such as you know memes about Kyle finding JV's uh, doppelganger in Tra- Travis Kelch and uh, things of that nature. But and he actually does look quite like it. It's kind of crazy. Uh, but apart from that, there really isn't much. But in general NBA news, we had the crazy, crazy blockbuster trade that happened between OKC and Houston, where Sam Presti continues his pillaging of every single major pick that seems to be uh, existing in the NBA uh, GM circles and then team picks uh, anywhere between, you know, uh, after 2023, he seems to be just kind of wanting every single pick every uh, when, wherever he can get. Um, and this one involved Russell Westbrook and Chris Paul. I'm not a big Chris Paul fan. Uh, I think subsequent to his leaving uh, New Orleans, he kind of, and just his demeanor and the way he's played the game of basketball and also the the way he negotiated, he was main, mainly responsible for the current a cap structure where you're getting the super max guys just getting a ridiculous amount of money that just completely kills uh, the cap space for for your team. Uh, and I'm a I support the players, but I of course I'm going to support the Raptors in general. And if you're uh, making it an issue for them to sign players because of just the, the cap space, I'm going to have a problem with that. And Chris Paul was a primary driver of that because he is one of the premier guys, or at least was. And Unfortunately, he wanted it to go his way. So uh, he got traded to the OKC Thunder for Westbrook, who now is joined back with his ex-teammate in James Harden and for a bunch of picks as well um, because, as I said, Sam Presti loves young boys. Yeah. Uh, that was actually coincidental. <laughs> I'm glad I caught that. Okay, so, yeah, what this really means for the NBA, I think the West just – continues to consolidate and continues to get stronger but the benefit i guess for us as fans is you're just going to get a bloodbath and an amazing set of games when it comes to the playoffs you you have a 
a pretty strong, of course, teams in the the LA teams. You still have Golden State, and now uh, I mean you have, you have the Spurs. You have everybody's there, and then now you're just having consolidation with Westbrook and Harden. Uh, in terms of what this really means for the playoffs, I still don't think Westbrook does what you need for him to do to really kind of push them above the Clippers or uh, the Lakers. Now it's arguable. I I think a team that has Kawhi and Paul George automatically more or less kind of shut you down uh, from a defensive standpoint if you were to face them. I Houston really has to hit those open open three pointers, and I have a feeling they're still in it for a couple of end of the bench guys. Uh, it seems to be Iguodala is one of them, and I think he they need him. He doesn't space the floor all that great, so I'm not sure what they're gonna get out of him, but. It seems as though they're very interested in him. And from a perspective of, uh, you know, the com- competition in how they can kind of exploit Westbrook's, uh, Houston can exploit Westbrook's strengths, I think the biggest thing is, look, he is a beast one-on-one and he's going to score on pretty much anyone. Uh, and I think he'll get his, and I'm sure D'Antoni has some kind of a ISO system where it's just like, hey man, don't even worry about passing, just go crazy. You're, you're going to be able to get your, your yours, and don't worry about the whole aspect of, oh, I need to get everybody involved. If if the pass is there and if they're giving it to you, kick it out, shoot, let them shoot, everybody else shoot the three, you go and get yours. And I think it's going to help James Harden a lot as well, and uh, which is great. But now them really play defense all that great and. Uh, I think their ISO-heavy kind of play will be absolutely destroyed by the Clippers team who have such a deep, deep roster. And I think the Lakers, too, to be honest with you. And So I see what Sam Hinkie, uh not sorry, Sam Hinkie, uh Maury's trying to do. Does it actually end up making a better team? Yeah, I, again, Chris Paul is aging. The guy is arguably probably not even going to be playing the next um next set of playoffs maybe because he's injured so uh it helps them but does it mean that they're gonna get better and uh, beat the clippers and leakers i don't think so but again you can't go off of that um to really you know as as an organization you can't go off of oh are we really gonna be winners or losers and kind of decide your future based on that so i completely understand and i think uh it was a great trade on their part in trying to push for that. Uh, get back where they were two years ago when they completely botched the Western Conference Finals. Now, for what means for OKC, I still think, and I guess I'm, it's not, I'm not a Nostradamus or anything. It seems to be all the big reporters are posting this. I think they're in for at least one more trade involving CP3. What that is, I'm not exactly sure. I'd imagine... Uh, they're going to dish him out to the East Coast, and I suppose uh, Miami seems to be the main target. From Miami's perspective, I don't see why you'd want to do it now where you're going to get the least amount of leverage. Um, take your time throughout the year. Say, keep Justice Justice Winslow. Uh, maybe trade away James Johnson and some other expiring or Gordon Dragic, whatever it is. You have the leverage here if you're Miami Heat. OKC wants to lose here. They don't want to have a competitive team or they don't even want to have a team that anybody would even remotely consider competitive. So uh, from their perspective, Miami just has the upper hand. Uh, the other, I guess, seems to be everybody wants 
uh, Minnesota somehow. I can guarantee Chris Paul does not want to go to Minnesota. I can't imagine him after leaving the purgatory that was uh, New Orleans. He wants to end up in another, uh, you know, outer, outer, outer uh, basketball team. So I can't imagine him really wanting to go there. Uh, how much Sam Presti is willing to field the needs that Chris Paul has for uh, his trade allocations, I'm not sure, but I just don't think that trade's going to work out. And I, I think Minnesota is not in the timeline of, oh, let's try competing now. I think they're just trying to stockpile assets. But even though I think they can be relatively competitive, I'm not as bearish on Andrew Wiggins. Uh, I mean, he's Canadian, so the Canadian bias is there. But I think there is an opportunity here where he can prove himself really uh, going to, you know, second year of his big contract. So, hey, prove the, prove the haters wrong and do what needs to be done to kind of live up to that contract. So I, I think that trade would be smart. I just don't know if CP3 would be interested in that, but I guess his contract is such that he doesn't have a choice. Um, so from Minnesota's perspective, I think I would do that. Uh I know I just literally just said no, but as I'm kind of speaking out loud, I'm thinking about it. And you know what? It's not a bad trade because uh, you let Josh Koji run the point uh, uh, interim and Jeff Teague as well and kind of give Chris Paul some time off and then see what you can do with him and uh, Kat and just kind of and Wiggins and just kind of see how you can maneuver that. And... And, yeah, we just kind of see how it goes. Um, so for the time being, it is what it is. And from perspective of, I know it's not a deep analysis, but in all honesty, I think you guys have heard the real deep kind of workings of it. It's just for the Raptors fan, it doesn't really do much. Uh, from perspective of the Western Conference, again, I don't think it moves the needle all that much. It makes maybe Houston a bit more competitive. I just don't think it beats the Lakers and the Clippers. Um so that's, I guess, the trade from that perspective. And uh, the one thing I did want to address, I guess, and kind of talk about a little bit is betting. As many of you, betting, as many of you know, I'm a big, uh, I'm a big better. I love betting, and uh, last year was quite a, probably one of my most successful betting years. And uh, some of the opening lines have come out. Uh, Vegas might have it a bit different. I'm just going off of sports interaction. The futures have Milwaukee coming first, uh, the the Sixers uh, coming out from the East second at three and a half to one. The Bucks at two point six two to one. The Celtics at seven and a half to one. (laughs) The Raptors at nine and a half to one. Uh, The Nets at ten to one. The Pacers at fifteen to one. Everybody else, I don't see kind of getting in there. If you are looking into getting into betting here, I think the Eastern Conference value bet. The smart bet is the Bucks for sure. Two point six two to one is super pretty good. Uh, if you're, you know, you want to play the smart pick. If you want to pick the value pick, I think the pick is, uh, probably the Boston Celtics. I know it seems egregious, but at seven and a half to one, that team still has organizational equity where you can pretty well uh, be able to kind of depending on the matchups and everything be able to get into the eastern conference uh get into the uh the finals will they i don't think so but i'm just speaking from a value perspective and if you want an outside team kind of looking in the indiana pacers at 15 to 1 i think that team has an opportunity especially if old depot is able to come back to kind of actually make a run uh 
they 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 I mean we spoke about it in I think the first pod and they have a deep team I think uh which can legitimately kind of contest to a certain extent and I think it's a good value bet at 15 to 1 um would I bet on them probably not I still think uh, the Milwaukee at 2.62 to 1 probably is the safest but I actually personally haven't bet on the Eastern Conference outright yet um still waiting to see kind of what the rest of the prop bets and the futures bets shape up, especially the uh, the the division winners and and which teams make it and don't make it. So that I'm still waiting on that stuff. Um, for the Western Conference, they have the Clippers at three three to one, the Lakers at three point seven five to one, uh, the Houston Rockets at five to one, Golden State at eight and a half to one, uh, Utah ten to one, Denver at thirteen to one. Uh, when it comes to the Western Conference, now this is a I think it's a lot more likely that Milwaukee will be in the Eastern Conference Finals than betting on any of the Western Conference guys and being sure of the bet. If I were to do it, again, the smart bet probably has the... See, it's hard because you can argue for the Clippers or the Lakers. Now, the Clippers, if either of those two guys get injured, do they have it to make it through? I don't think so. And then, then you go to the Lakers is AD healthy? He's been healthy. He's been healthy the last three years. He, I think he can actually, he'll be healthy this year, I think. And LeBron, the growing thing, I, I still think he kind of chose to shut it down more so than him actually being injured for that whole time. So I think from a perspective of a smart bet, I, I'm still a, impartial to a Laker championship more so than Clippers one from a, from a more of a sure thing, just because just the injury factor. Uh, so 3.75 to 1 for Lakers win, I think, is a smart bet. And then you go down. Uh, Houston's at 5 to 1. I don't think that's good, good enough value. Uh, you have Westbrook, who's, I mean, as I've already spoken a little bit about him, but he isn't the most efficient guy. So being in that Houston Rockets system, who which were, I think, after December, probably the best. I think they were number one in uh, – uh, offensive rating so uh, it'll be hard for me to see how they can really win as I've said it um, but the value bet is probably the Utah Jazz at 10 to 1 and they're actually also coincidentally my outside bet looking in because I mean everybody's talking about it now and Utah's gone from this outside team to uh, every media seems to love him, which kind of makes me a bit weary. I don't like betting on teams that do that, but I think they have a legitimate chance to be a pretty uh, strong competitive team, as we've kind of discussed. So uh, that might be the value bet that you, you might want to consider. And then you have the other, uh, the other kind of uh, championship winners that uh, are also part of this. So. Uh, we have the Clippers at 4.3. So the ones I just discussed were the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference. Uh, I still think if you're a smart person, you're going to bet on the Milwaukee bust out of the East and probably the Lakers out of the West. Uh, from an outright perspective, though, this is where it gets a little bit more juicier. And I think what I'm saying kind of gets to be a bit stupid because you're going to say, well, you just picked the Lakers. Why are you picking the Clippers? I still think the value at 4.33 to 1 for Clippers championship is an amazing value. There's, and and that comparatively to I think the Golden State Warriors on Sports Interaction had something like 1.8 to one last year, and yeah, sure they had KD and it was a different landscape, but things of that nature and 
the league is probably a lot more fair this year. Actually, it definitely is. Um, but I just think that's a a four point three three to one. It's it's a it's an amazing odds for a team that has that kind of a depth and that kind of strength. And the next one actually happens to be the Lakers, which are five five and a quarter to one. Uh, also, again, up to you. I think that's another value bet. And then now we get down to the tier twos. I would like to say where you have the Bucks at five and a quarter. Also, which is, I think, a bit egregious. I don't think Milwaukee ha- should have. They're not going to beat the Lakers, I don't think, on a head-to-head uh, matchup. We, the league has kind of seen how you stop Giannis in the playoffs so with Kawhi. So I don't I don't agree. That should probably be around a 7 to 8. Yeah, 7 to 8 to 1, which is roughly actually what Houston's uh, quoted as well. At 8 to 1, uh, Sixers at 8.5 to 1. The Warriors at 14, the Jazz at 17, uh, the Nuggets at 19, and the Celtics at 21. Those are the only real nine teams I think are competitive. Um, again, the smart team, I think, is still probably the Clippers. If you want a value bet, I think the 8-1 to for the Houston Rockets, uh, I think, is a pretty good value. Uh, and if you want the outside team looking in, again, I still think the Utah Jazz is 17-1. to is probably the bet to go. Now, what I actually have done thus far for the the futures is I actually have a two game two team parlay. Um, I kind of went a bit. I'm I'm gonna do my actual real bets that I think will get out of it uh, closer to maybe August, late August. But I did a kind of a wild one where I put about ten bucks down for uh, Indiana Pacers out of the out of the East and the uh, Utah Jazz out of the West at a combined uh, at uh, twenty. But, 270 to 1 or something like that. Yeah, 270 to 1. <laughs> I know it's a lot, but uh, I, I just think that it, it, from a value perspective, sorry, 170 to 1, my thing is stupid math. Um, I just think from a value perspective, it's an amazing value. You're getting a Pacers team that I think can be really competitive uh, in the East. And actually, funny enough, I'm just looking at it now that. That number, I got this. Patriots are seventeen to one. Now they're fifteen to one. So that's definitely getting some action because I think that team is being outlooked, overlooked from the East, um, which is I think a lot more competitive in terms of uh, which team can kind of make it out. It's going to be a fun season for sure. And then the Jazz at ten to one, which is I guess still seeing the same amount of action. They haven't adjusted the lines. Uh, so yeah, uh, early on, that's what I'm looking at. And they have two prop bets on at the moment, where you have MVP and Rookie of the Year, uh, Giannis. Harden, Steph, LeBron, Davis, and Leonard are the top six. I still think the value has to be LeBron James. I mean, what we've seen from uh, MVP is you either have to be the top two to top three teams or just have a ridiculous one-off season, like uh, uh, one-off in the sense that it hasn't happened a lot at all uh, that Westbrook had, uh, what was it, two years ago. and uh, Two, three years ago, three years ago. And I don't where he just kind of came out of nowhere and started averaging triple, triple doubles. And people aren't, that's like old news. People aren't really rewarding that necessarily as much. So um, I just think that from a from a perspective of just who can make it, Giannis is, of course, they're at three and three quarters to one. Uh, from, from a smart perspective, I still would probably pick that. But again, the NBA doesn't seem to like having, I know they've done it, but I don't think they like having the same winner over again, uh, winning over and over again. So I think they're looking for the next guy. And to be able to get out of the West Coast, West uh, 
the Western Conference in the top two, top three areas, which I think the the Lakers will do. I just think that's a great pick, and I was able to get that bet at ten to one. The lines already moved to seven and a half to one, so definitely getting a lot of action. Uh, do I think Anthony Davis can get it? Yeah, I think he can. I just think again to be able to do it, and uh, the MVP is so much about narratives. So I think the fact that LeBron's going to be doing it again after you know the was this year seventeen now to be able to do it in year seventeen, the narratives are just going to be absolutely insane. Uh, Skip Bayless is going to be out there on on uh, on a show just going, oh yeah, King James, yeah yeah, seventeen years, you know he's not going to do it. He's going to be hating on him the whole year, and it, it'll be a whole shit show that it normally is. So I think he is a great value bet. So I I do have I did put money down on LeBron at uh, ten to one. And the other one is Rookie of the Year. Zion's an insanely big favorite for this at one and a half to one at the moment. Morant is at five and a half and Barrett at six and a half. I I personally don't think anybody else has, really has an opportunity here uh, because these three guys are gonna, just going to get so much opportunity to showcase who they are that the other guys aren't going to be able to usurp that at an even crazier kind of uh performance now i put the bet actually on rj barrett that's six and a half to one for a guy who's touted to be the number one pick for a great part of the year before the year started last year and in a team who doesn't have a lot of expectations i think he's just going to get to go out there and just showcase who he is and i think he's a stud of a, a stud of a player the thing with zion and and i'm sure some of you guys are going to be like zion definitely deserves it. it's like what are you talking about idiot I think they're going to Pelicans are going to know really early in the season if they're going to be competitive. If they're not, they're just going to say, "Okay, Zion, just take it easy. We're going to load manage you. Uh we're going to work on cutting your weight. All the conditioning part that's going to make his career longer is way more important to them I think than him getting rookie of the year. And for Zion too, I can only understand that that's what he wants to do. I know he seems to be a competitive guy, he wants to play, but I just think that from a perspective of again, uh, from a betting perspective, this guy 100% needs to cut a lot of weight, and he should be load managed. So I think that's what the Pelicans will do, depending on how they start off the first ten year, ten games. And you, as you guys know, I, I'm a big and I'm a big Pelican sleeper fan. So um, there's that. So yeah, that's it. Uh, those are the only prop bets and the futures bets that have come across for sports interaction thus far. Um, I'm patiently waiting. I'm anxiously waiting for the other ones to come through. So I think that should more or less kind of cover a lot of what's happening. There isn't, again, a lot happening with the general NBA apart from that. Oh, Ben Simmons also signed his uh, five-year extension at, uh, let me just go ahead and see. I think NBA subreddit had it on for uh, five-year, $170 million. Uh, We'll see what that ends up kind of working out. If he ends up getting a shot, a decent kind of shot where you have to respect it. I 100% think that's worth it. If not, you had to do it, but was it a good value? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see when it kind of gains a little bit, uh, a few more years. But uh, another one of the subreddits, uh, one of the guys in the NBA subreddit kind of posted that the Sixers are going to pay out roughly half a billion dollars in between the contracts of uh, Embiid, Simmons, Horford, and uh, Tobias Harris. <laughs> that's a lot of that's a lot of money for a team that I don't think will get past uh, the th- second or third round. So, 
it is what it is. Uh, you kind of have to do it. They're in a rock and hard place. The only thing is those trade those contracts are going to become insanely hard to trade. I think, and we'll have to see how that pans out. One more thing though. Speaking of contracts, I just kind of remembered. I genuinely think the NBA is going for a lockout. There's no way the the owners are okay playing all these luxury taxes, doing all this all this um, overpaying for guys who are effectively role players and not superstars who these contracts was exclusively kind of safe for, but guys who are tier three, tier four, that end up getting ridiculous, ridiculous contracts. I mean. Look at Chris Middleton. Look at Wiggins. These guys should not be getting these contracts. Last year's Milwaukee team, Malcolm Brogdon was arguably the second best player. So I genuinely think in the next three years or so, we're probably going to be going for a lockout in the NBA. Well, it'll be interesting to see what ends up happening. Um, hopefully Chris Paul will not be leading a lot of the negotiations because, God damn it, I don't think I can have a bunch of this, these crazy, crazy... Uh, contracts being handed out just because of, if you're not going to want to pay it somebody else will so oh and yeah and i'm hoping you guys like the audio quality i ended up getting a, a little bit of a better mic and i personally think it's a lot better and hopefully a lot better easier to listen to from your perspective too so uh thank you again for tuning in uh we'll i'll see you guys next week and hopefully we'll have some more stuff going on oh also the grizzlies won the uh, the summer league so shout out to raptors south uh, for winning the summer league so thank you again and have a great week guys bye